Well, good morning. Breakfast with the broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And now we're actually, we're so excited we went before 9 a.m. So uh, we're looking forward to our next guest. And now, by way of Palm Coast, Florida, she is the broker owner of Palm Coast and the Beach Real Estate. She was 2016 Business Partner of the Year and was awarded 40 Under 40 Young Professional and awarded Young Entrepreneur of the Year Award for the 2020 Influential Women in Business. She's a daughter, a mother, a mom of a child who's serving in the armed forces. She's in the Leadership Academy for Florida Realtors this year. And she loves to limbo. Stand up and make some noise for Kat Evans. <laughs> Good morning. Uh, can can you do that every morning? I'd love to wake up to that every day. <laughs> um, you know, I'll, I'll go on the road with you. It's cool. <laughs> All right. That sounds good. I think we could definitely take this show on the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you so much for uh, joining us. We really appreciate it. You know, um, you know, we uh, we met during, obviously, the Leadership Academy in, at Florida Realtors. And, you know, I was so impressed with, you know, the way uh, you spoke, right? Public speaking and, and really, um, you know, putting together. And, you know, I didn't really know really your story and such. You know, tell us a little bit about maybe your story and, you know, um, you know, how did you maybe get so proficient in uh, public <laughs> speaking? <laughs> um, you know, I think it starts way back, honestly, if I really had to had to start thinking is I grew up, I have a very large family. So I have seven brothers and four sisters and uh, you have to learn how to speak really well if you want to try to get a word in when you've got that many people that you're constantly uh, competing and trying to hold a conversation at the dinner table. So I'd say it probably started there. Um, and, you know, honestly, I was always extremely afraid for public speaking. Uh, when I was younger, I was kind of petrified. So what I've always learned is if if there's something you're afraid of or something that you want to to kind of um, learn how to do better, you know, watch other people. You know, I would read books about it. I'm constantly seeing, you know, when there's an excellent speaker, I like to see what are they doing? How, you know, what are they saying? And I think the biggest thing was I had to learn to be to be comfortable. You know, we're all human. And I think that was a big thing is I always felt if you have to go and speak to somebody, whether you're speaking in audiences of thousands, which I've done, or in a small room, you know, as as a, a realtor in a small room with four or five people, um, it, it's no different. You know, we're all here. It's better to just be to be real. So I know for me, I had to kind of learn some some kind of a motivation, like what can I do that kind of helps get me a little pumped up. Um, and so I highly recommend this. This was a tip that that somebody gave me years ago is is listen to a song that motivates you. So before you go and speak to somebody, especially if it's if it's speaking to somebody that, you know, you want to make sure uh, you do a good job for them, you know, like coming on here. I really appreciate you inviting me on my favorite song, which is going to be, you know, kind of cool if you're a 90s kid is uh, Eminem Lose Yourself. <laughs> um, you know, watching that movie and kind of seeing what he went through and kind of starting off a little bit too, a little bit rough and he's trying to rap and, and, you know, it took him a few times to kind of get it up and going. So, uh, so I like to listen to that song. It kind of gets me, gets me pumped and, and, and going to uh, be able to, to speak to anybody. I love it. You know, um, you know, and it's not just uh, speaking in front of audience or speaking in front of, you know, when you're, when you're going on the road and, uh, 
and you're um, looking for potential referral business or such, or or they invite you to speak before that crowd, you know, that audience. But it's also when you're speaking in front of your customers, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, you know, they really look to us as the the professional, and it doesn't matter. You know, I've got agents whether whether they've just got their license last month or they've been doing this for twenty years. Um, that confidence factor is really important when you're speaking to anybody. And so I always tell them, I said, you know what, you just got to go in there and be comfortable. They're, they, they are reaching out to you because they trust you and they trust your expertise. So right off the bat, you know, you've kind of already got that basis covered. Uh, but the most important thing is I say, you know, it's important when you're speaking to somebody is, is you know your audience. So if you're going to meet with a seller or you're going to meet with a buyer, the number one question to ask is, what has you reaching out to me today? You know, what is the reason that, I, that I'm here for you today? And that really opens up the door and it kind of puts it on them because if you walk in there and it doesn't matter who you're speaking to and you just start talking, uh, you can completely ruin that presentation because you don't know your audience. So once you understand that background, if they say, well, you know, the kids are grown, we've got this huge house, it's time we want to sell this house, we, we've always dreamed of being on the beach, get something a little smaller, now you know and you can gear your entire presentation around that and now you're doing them a service as well. So I think that's really important is, is again, whether you're speaking to thousands or you're speaking to sellers or buyers is, is you have to know the audience, know what's that driving factor for them to want to sit there and listen to what you have to say. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, not only is it knowing your audience, but, you know, it's, it's kind of like you, you know, most realtors in, in the real estate industry, um, and what this goes to salespeople as well, you know, they don't practice enough, right? They don't practice a dialogue or, or whatnot, right? Um, you know, do you practice? Do you get prepared? You know, how do you prepare um, to either speak in front of a, a, an audience, you know, like, you know, whatever, 500 people or so, or, um, or in front of a listing appointment. Yeah, um, I always prepare, David. <laughs> it, it it it's it's so important. Um, at least know a little bit background of of who you're going to be speaking to. I think that's super key. So you know, from my end, I do a little bit of a research. I just find out some basic information. I think when you kind of go into something blindly, if you're already uncomfortable with speaking in front of people, that's going to make it so much worse, you know? So this way it's kind of like, okay, let's sit down and let me do a little bit of research. So, you know, for me, I, I do little bullet points. This is my notes. I, I don't think if you, if you belabor it and you do this big, long speech, you're going to be prone to want to read from that speech. So just a few key bullet points. What do you want to make sure that you cover? You know, because you get talking and sometimes you're going to go off on talking about something else. Uh, you know, I love talking about animals or pet friendly office. So I'll start rambling about my dog. And then, you know, this is a great way you can look at that little sticky note and you say, oh, let me let me reel this back in. So I think I think no matter who your audience is, definitely, definitely prepare, even if it's just five or ten minutes beforehand. No, I, I love that because a lot of times, you know, um, you know, squirrel, you know, kind of thing, yeah. uh, you get distracted and, you know, I know, uh, you know, it's so easily it's, uh, you know, there's so much noise out there and there's so, so many people are wanting to say th something that brings you to a different idea or a different mindset. And, um, you know, with those notes, it certainly keeps you back on focus. Probably could use that during this interview, but um, maybe next time. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you are a broker owner. Um, how's the market in uh, is a Palm Coast? Yeah. So um, what is Palm actually, Coast? Where what, what cities does that encompass typically? So uh, so Palm Coast, we're actually in northeast Florida. Um, we actually have the closest exit to the beach in all of I-95 straight shot directly to the beach. And we're actually in Flagler County. So Palm Coast, Florida is actually a fairly new city. We're located right in between Daytona Beach and St. Augustine. We're about 25 minutes from each one. It takes us about 45 minutes to go north to Jacksonville and an hour in to go to Orlando. And uh, Palm Coast was originally developed by ITT. And for a long time, it was it was a, a PUD, a planned unit development. And we, we all paid our dues in that. And then in 1999, it incorporated as a city. So since then, it's just been, you know, growing and growing and growing. And uh, it's still fairly small. We just hit 100,000 residents in Palm Coast, uh, which was which was a big jump for us. When I first moved here back in 1992, there was 35,000 people in the entire county. County. So now we've got 100,000 just in Palm Coast, which again is still is still tiny compared to some other cities. Um, you know, we've got the, the beach, which is nice. Um, we've got saltwater canal properties. Uh, so if people like to be on the boat and stuff, they are, the saltwater canals are man-made. Our prices vary. So if you ever, you know, looking for somebody, our prices vary. A saltwater canal home, um, is going to run you anywhere from 400 and up right now. And if you're looking more towards wanting to be directly on the ocean, um, we can get you on an oceanfront condo starting for that same price, about 400 and up. So it's still fairly affordable when you think, wow, I can be right on the ocean for around $400,000. That's, that's very desirable for a lot of people that are retiring to Florida and that are on a limited budget. You know, they, they've got a fixed income that they have to work with. Um, we were the fastest growing county in the nation in 2005, and then we were also uh, hit by the recession and, be, and became the highest unemployment uh, in the nation as well. <laughs> so we've definitely come out of that. Um, we're still on multiple offer scenarios here. Uh, we just can't get enough listings. You know, I'm sure as everybody's experiencing, the minute that we put a listing on the market, uh, by the end of the weekend, we've got multiple offers and, and it's a bidding war. Um, so how about you? Is that what you're still seeing there as well? Yeah, I mean, you know, um, in South Florida, you know, kind of. So there's a couple of things that I think is happening. So there are more listings that are coming on the market. Um, it's still pretty low, you know, inventory. Uh, the the homes that are are selling really really quick are either really affordable, price right, right, or they're totally done. You know, and people will overpay for you know price um, before um, ease, convenience, and you know, and and newness. Right. So we're, we're seeing a lot of multiple offers, but instead of the 20, 30 offers that we were getting craziness six months ago or even four months ago, um, you know, we're seeing the two and three and four offers. So um, certainly I think buyers have gotten frustrated with this market and yeah. have, uh, have kind of said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to either back away and whatnot. The crazy thing is, is in, I would say in the last 30 days, I have never and I don't do a whole lot of rentals. But I have never seen more rental calls than I've seen <laughs> in the last 30 days. Like, you know, and, and the rentals are just absolutely ridiculous. You they know, um, I mean, you know, 4500 a month for like a 2, two you know, 12, 1300 square feet in, you know, in, in a downtown Boca area. Like, 
you know, you know, they, and and some of them are even like eight, ten grand for 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 nothing. So, yeah, we're we're seeing a lot of that as well. Um, you know, I have a feeling that we're going to see um, not necessarily a slowdown because people look at you know like the bubble and all that kind of stuff. I think we're, what we're going to see is um, that it's going to be a relatively stagnant market. We're going to see mm-hmm. less transaction sides because there's going to be still a, a low inventory, but there's just going to be less buyers out there. So, um, yeah. you know, which will, um, you know, may decrease the uh, prices a little bit, uh, but nothing crazy. But then, you, you know, your interest rates are going to go up. I mean, it's already been reported, uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, they started talking about inflation. And once the media talks about anything, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether it's true or not true. It's, <laughs> becomes true right right it's the, it's the perception is reality kind of thing <laughs> i got um, a yeah. shout out to michael over here as uh, he's saying captain's barbecue is the best and it is if, if y'all ever make it up this way and you want some really good barbecue i gotta second that it's they've got fantastic uh, barbecue and they actually have an award-winning cheesecake as well so i mean oh. i have a huge sweet tooth and their cheesecake <laughs> is, is as fantastic as as their as their barbecue yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Michael Glickman said, you know, he, Michael Glickman actually does a um, a uh, Facebook live show. Um, and I don't even know how many days in a row this has been, but I think it's been over almost four years. Um, wow. Every single day he uh, gets up for the sunrise and does his, uh, you know, 15, 20 minute thing on the beach um, every single day has not missed a day. And that's that's I mean, fantastic. Not, like crazy stuff. Like, yeah. So uh he's the uh he's he's in our office. He's um um the the, the uh consistency is is certainly his thing. And and uh if you haven't uh checked him out, Sunrise of Mike is uh is really good stuff in, on Facebook. I'll but um do that. absolutely so let, let's talk about the um you know so the real estate market, right? So the, you know, we talked about the real estate market prices and such. You know, what else is going on with mindsets of buyers and sellers? What are you seeing, um, you know, and how, you know, maybe some of your best practices working with uh, sellers who want to overprice their listings right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so so I, I'm one of the few crazy people that did this right out of high school. Okay. Uh, I, I graduated in 96. And I went into real estate in 97. And I have been doing it ever since. So I've seen a lot of changes in this market and and here in florida um i've I've traveled all over the nation but but really understand this market and you know it's funny because for those of us that have kind of been through went through the the boom right the heydays and then went through the recession we're all like waiting for that you know waiting for that shoe to drop but the reality is that 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 this is a very different market and um it, it is a lot harder to obtain a loan nowadays, which I think is what's really kind of keeping us where we need to be. Um, I wish that there that there was more homes on the market that would be affordable. You know, as a as as people that are dealing with first time home buyers regularly, I just feel so bad for a lot of these first time home buyers that have really worked their tail off and they've they've done everything they need to do and they're pre qualified and they can't get a house. You know, because they're competing with with cash buyers or or what have you. So, um, you know, one thing I do like actually is I like that that our buyers and sellers are savvier. And I think when when they approach you with something that's unrealistic, you know, when a seller kind of comes to you and says, well, I, I think we should list it for, for this much higher. 
I like to use a strategy where where I actually will compare to them. I'll say, look, you know what? If we do this, you know, this is what's going to happen. You know, let's let's look let's look at these numbers. And I always tell myself, listen, if I could sell your house for a million dollars, I'd love to sell your house for a million dollars because you know what? I get commission on that. I get commission based on what I sell it for. So the higher I sell it, it's great. So I tell them right off the bat, understand we're a team here and we're we're on that same page, you know. But I also want to be realistic. And and what I tell them is in this market, if your house stays on the market too long, people assume something's wrong with it. Because really houses should not be staying in this market very long. And I said, you know, so is that number one, is that really what you want? And now it drops and drops and drops and you've got this gorgeous house. But then I also like to crunch the numbers. I'm a numbers person and I'll show them, okay, what are, what are your expenses right now? So if we were to list high and we were to keep this and it stays on the market, I'd like to show them how much money they're spending every month to keep that house going, you know, versus, okay, if we list it right and we do this, now you can take that money and you can put it towards your new house. And once they start to kind of see that process a little bit more, it tends to kind of click for them. It's a little bit more difficult when you're dealing with investors, um, with investors, and it is a numbers game. A lot of them don't don't have a mortgage, and they're like, ah, it'll just sit on the market. So it's a, it's a different strategy with them on that, and that's a little bit more of a hardball strategy that I have to put out with them. But traditionally, when it comes to your sellers, you know, they they will listen if you start. You have to you have to show them the data. You know, and really and really be prepared. You can't just kind of be blind with them on it. Um, and I do feel I don't know I don't know you know how you feel with that, but I do feel that that does make a difference. No, it does. Um, you know, I, I've been telling my sellers that you know there has never been a more important time to make sure that your price entry point is the correct correct price because and even if it's a little bit below what the correct price would be. Um, you know, uh, I was talking to a, a seller yesterday and, you know, they want to list it, you know, 15% higher. And I said, you know, here's the issue. Once you list it, you got one shot. It's almost like having a first impression. It's, you got one shot in this market because I had a buyer the other day call me and said, what's wrong with this house? This house looks beautiful. I said, house is beautiful. He said, well, it's been on the market 11 days. What's wrong with it? <laughs> You know, so, you know, to your point, you know, like it doesn't even need to be on the market 20, 30 days. Like people are asking, like, it's been on the market six days. What's wrong? Yeah, with exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, why has this been on the market a week? It's like, well, <laughs> um, crazy. But, you know, um, I don't believe that I've ever seen pricing be so important when you enter this market, because when you price it, not only pricing, but you also need to pick the right offer. The seller needs to select the right offer because if they don't select the right offer and it goes back on the market, they're losing money every time it goes back on the market because people, you you lose obviously some buyers, but you also lose um, kind of the perception of the new listing or, you know, the, the hot property. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's kind of crazy as far as the real estate market goes, but, uh, you know, our job is to educate and facilitate the, those sellers. And, and make sure that they have all the information to make that educated uh, decision. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen, but we've definitely seen, um, you know, the market's still hot, but but I'd say in August, end of July, beginning of August, the price has kind of peaked. 
I have not seen them go down, but they've definitely started to level out where I think buyers are getting to the point where they're like, okay, I'm not, pay- I'm, I'm not paying that, you know? So I think, like you said, the buyers have kind of had enough. And I think they're starting to drive that market a little bit more of, of the price that they are willing to pay. And I mean, when it was just getting to the point where it was like they had to pay 15, 20, $30,000 above asking just to get their offer accepted, you know, I think it's, it's kind of getting to that point where they're like, yeah, I'm going to wait. <laughs> so I, I mean, we're seeing price, you driving. know, I mean, we were seeing price increases on new construction every two, three days. Um, so, you know, I mean, there are properties where they were to buy, um, I have a couple clients where one purchased one for, I think it was around one, six, one, seven, somewhere out there. And by the time they were, they um they went and uh, closed on it you know it was worth 3.2 you know it's like you know it's it's crazy crazy stuff but uh did you guys did you have anybody where or if anybody's experiences we had people coming down in july and we were taking them to model homes and they were going we're not selling right now they're like but aren't you a builder aren't you it isn't your job to sell us a new house yeah, no, we're not selling. We're just, we'll just take your name and put it on a list. And literally construction here in Fogler County, as far as new contracts came to a screeching halt. No builder wanted to sign. They said the prices, the increase in the materials, the decrease in labor, just trying to find people to do the work. They're like, we're so behind that we just, we need to stop. So they literally stopped for about a month. We couldn't sell new construction around here. It was crazy. Yeah, we saw that. I mean, we also saw that where, um, you know, builders were kind of seeing where the market goes. So they were putting things on lottery. So instead of, um, you know, instead of allowing everything to be open, they would um, put you in a lottery and there would be like four lots a week that would be, uh, you know, lotteried off. Um, But, you know, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we haven't really dealt with a market like this. I mean, we talk about 2005, 2006, um, you know, the market was steadily increasing. And I mean, they were increasing by 10, 15% a year um, for like five years when it was 2005, 2006. But this year, it was like in a year, we're talking 30%. I mean, I don't know that we've ever seen that. So um, it it certainly is uh, unprecedented, um, you know, which is probably 2020's word. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that and, and pivot, you know, <laughs> but, um, but it's true. We, we haven't seen it before. So, um, you know, I always um, end the, uh, the um, podcast, a Facebook live show on two questions. So, and I don't know if you watch streaming series, but um, what, um, what is your favorite all time streaming series and what uh, are you currently watching? Oh, your doggies. Yeah, they have. I like dog. You know, I like dogs better than people, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) If only they could buy and sell houses, too. I agree. I'd be in. So in. Right, Ahsoka. Um, So, well, that's a tough one. So I would have to say, um, you know, obviously I'm, I'm. I'm a, I'm a huge Batman fan. Uh, David knows this. We, we had to do a speech uh, on something that you liked and I chose Batman. Um, so pretty much anything that has to do with that would probably be some of my favorites to watch. Um, I went through recently, I actually watched Schitt's Creek. Um, everybody kind of kept talking about it. And so I, I 
took me a couple episodes to get into it. I, I really actually enjoyed that. And then it's, you know, right now, um, I just finished watching the whole Downton Abbey series um, with my brother. So, you know, we've, we've traveled to England and we kind of love all that historical stuff. So we sat down and we just started watching the Downton Abbey series. So I'm a little bit all over the place. It just, you know, kind of depends on, um, you know, the, the content, the cinematography. I think they did a fantastic job with that. And so actually last night we watched the movie that followed the, ser the series. Oh, cool. So, uh, so that was, so that was fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm watching disturbing stuff right now. Um, just yeah. not like downtown Abbey and whatever. <laughs> Although I do like Ted Lasso. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm watching the most, probably one of the more disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's called the squid game. Um, it's like number one on uh, Netflix, but it's a Japanese dubbed um, uh, series, and it's uh, it's pretty sick oh. <laughs> and twisted um, and all that. But uh, but I do have a recommendation because my uh, friend um, did rec recommend this, and it was phenomenal. It's called um, The Godfather of Harlem, mm -hmm. and it is on Amazon Prime, um, Epics, E-P-I-X. Um, and it's about uh, the story of, of the life of uh, Bumpy Johnson, who is a, um, it was like, it's based in the like civil rights era, like you know, early 60s, early to mid 60s, and um, in Harlem. And, um, and it's about the black mafia and the Italian mafia and how they come together and, and all kinds of stuff. And it's really cool because there's like Cassius Clay and like, <laughs> you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and all the, the, and uh it, it, it's really good so if you get a chance oh that to, sounds really cool because I, I mean good. i've watched the sopranos a few times i really it, i've enjoyed it, that it, and... it's got a very similar uh thing and forrest whitaker is actually plays bumpy johnson and he's excellent so ah, sweet oh well cat thank you so much for uh joining us we really appreciate it and you know in summary you know you have to prepare you got to know your audience and obviously always prepare and and put a song uh that motivates you uh it really gets you uh going before speaking whether it's to a client you know we call it the listing channel you got to get on that listing channel and get the right attitude um to go in um and too often we just kind of go in and wing it um we need to prepare and obviously know that audience so uh, we certainly appreciate it. If you uh, do have a, a client or a buyer up in the Palm Coast, guess what? Send it Cat's way. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> she's, uh, she's very good at what she does. Um, oh, Michael Glickman asks, what's the one thing we need to know about Cat? Oh, the one thing you need to know about Cat. You know, I would have to say that 95% uh, I, I, of life is about attitude. Um, you know, and I like, cause you said that you got to have the right attitude. So I would say if there's one thing that you need to know about me is, is that's, that's a big thing is, uh, you got to get up every day. You know, my slogan at work is don't worry, live happy. All of our real estate materials is all about living happy because that's, that's to me, one of the most important things is, is, you know, no matter how bad things get, you got to put, get a smile, you got to keep going and uh a lot of times you know when when you do that you're going to feel so much better and if you go into a presentation or you, you have that right that right attitude um 95 of it is that you know people people want to people want to feel you know that they're around something they've got that energy you know that good vibe 
So I think it's important. We got to spread more of that good vibe, especially with what we've been through recently um, over the last few years. I'm not even going to say the word, uh, but you know, we've all been through, we've all been through hell and back and, you know, we really do that, that just, we've just got to live happy and we've got to share that. We got to share that happiness with others because, because, you know, life throws all kinds of stuff at you and we're all dealing with all kinds of things. So I think that's the one thing that you need to know about me. No, I love it. You know, I mean, uh, you know, t- you know, if you think about it, like, do you want to be around a happy person or a negative person <laughs> or a sad, you know, a sad person? Like, uh, you know, everyone's like, you know, how are you or whatever? And I'm like, you know, if I tell you how I really am, no one will ever want to be around me. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, right? so don't answer it with like, hey, my, you know, my, yeah, I kind of, as I went to distraction, if you ever watch My Life, I think it's called My Life. With Eddie Murphy and um, um, what's the other one? I forget his name. Oh, shoot. Anyway, whatever. Um, but he's reading a thing at a prison and he's like, my uncle, you know, it's reading it for someone else. He's like, my uncle died. Your your cousin's cousin died. Your, you know, <laughs> no one wants to hear that, right? Like, no. people want to be around happy, confident people. So, yeah, okay. it's, it's true. So, cool. Well, I'll, I, it I'll, was- I'll end that on that before I get really distracted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't be telling people. Don't start your conversation by like I'm watching this really disturbing show called Squid Something. No. Yeah, it's <laughs> but it's, Squid thank Game. you so much for having me it on. Really it was wrong. great, great to see you and and great yeah. to uh, great questions and everything too. So it was awesome. Kat, thank you so much for uh, joining us. I think you really did give a lot of information and value. Thank you. And you know, the original reason why we did breakfast with a broker really is uh, to perpetuate professionalism in the industry and collaboration as well. And, uh, you certainly exemplify that. So we certainly appreciate it. And, uh, we will see you next Tuesday at 9am. Thank you so much guys. Bye. Bye.